Hi, I'd like to welcome you to our show. I'm your host, Prang Medic. We're talking about life as a child of God and all things related to his kingdom. Thanks for joining us. If you're a new listener to the show, you can find articles and books and other resources on my website, www.prayingmedic.com. You can also connect with me on Facebook and Twitter. Just look for Praying Medic. Now let's jump into this week's show. We are live. Okay. Hey, beautiful baby. <laughs> are you going to edit that out? No. Okay. <laughs> this is live. We're going live here. So, uh, welcome to the show. This is Praying Medic and his amazing, adorable, beautiful wife. So, you guys that are single, just keep your hands off her. She's mine. <laughs> I want her fair and square. So, my wife and I have had a couple of pretty crazy days. Um, I've been working a lot on my website and uh, troubleshooting some problems. If you're a subscriber or user on my website, uh, you may have been affected by some recent changes that I made. I had to uh, basically um, delete a lot of users off the website um, who were not legitimate users. They were, they were spam email addresses that had gotten in. I took some measures to... Uh, improve security and the logins. So if you want to be a user, if you want to get subscribed to my website, uh, you may just want to uh, renew your website, uh, subscription, uh, password, email, confirmation, stuff like that. Uh, just a heads up to people who are out there who are wondering why things have changed. Well, would they have um, been unsubscribed because Possibly. of it? Yeah, so it's possible that you may have been subscribed before and you may have been unsubscribed by me because I had to get rid of a lot of spam email addresses and I could not really tell which ones were which. So, so sign um, up again if you need to. Right. If you're not getting emails or you're not getting the podcast. And if right. you haven't subscribed to my newsletters, you might want to do that. Um, I might send you out a free ebook or something cool like that. We don't know yet. I was sending out the uh, Hearing God's Voice uh, ebook for a while, but I think I'm going to do something different uh, going down the road. Mm -hmm. So we'll see how that looks. Um, I think today I want to talk a little bit about healing. I met with a friend of mine uh, this afternoon, Shannon Pisano, and uh, he lives here nearby. Uh, Shannon and I have been friends for a while, and uh, we met over coffee. I needed to get out of the house. I've been here in here for days working on stuff. Uh, toiling over ebook hassles and whatnot. Um, so Shannon invited me out, and uh, we had coffee, and we talked about uh, the books. We talked about healing. We talked about seeing in the spirit. One of the things that he talked about was his um, occasional issue that he struggles with: fear of praying for people, praying for strangers in the marketplace. Really, so I wanted to talk a little bit about that, because that's something that I think nearly all of us struggle with. When you realize that Jesus did ask his disciples to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, when you start to think about the fact that this actually gives you permission and power and authority to go lay hands on strangers and get them healed, in our culture you think, strangers? You mean like people I don't know? 
And yeah, that can and, be a problem. And depending on where you are in the country, um, there are places where people welcome prayer freely, and other places where if <laughs> they you don't. look at somebody sideways, they'll <laughs> say, what's up with you? You know, What, what are yeah. you doing? Why are you in my face? We're kind of fortunate here in the Southwest. There's a lot of believers down here. Prayer with a stranger is it's surprisingly welcome uh, for the most part, but it's not like that everywhere. So one of the things that Shannon and I were talking about is that fear that gets in your face when you're looking at somebody in a checkout stand who's got a deformed arm or um, they are hot, you know, walking with a limp or they're walking with crutches or they've got a, a shoulder mobilizer on or something. I mean, some people have these obvious signs like, wow, you know, you think to yourself, God can heal that. Mm-hmm. And then you run into this question, like, am I actually going to go and talk to them, or am I just going to put my stuff on the checkout belt, pay my money, and get out of here <laughs> real quick? Um, fear is an issue that uh, even I struggle with. And I have prayed for probably more than 10,000 people in the last, uh, I don't know, six or seven years. And I still sometimes will not cross the chicken line. You're even, you're very extroverted. Uh, you yeah. know, compared to me, yeah. I would I'm an extrovert. have trouble approaching people. I'm an extrovert. I actually wrote a book on healing. I have mm-hmm. seen thousands of people healed, and I still sometimes won't cross the chicken line. Yeah, so... So don't feel bad. It's a common issue. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, you know, the thing is, um, and here's the reality of, of where I come from. The first few hundred patients I prayed for, I was terrified. I was just mortified. I didn't want to do it. I thought they're going to say no, or even worse, they're going to say yes, and they're not going to be healed. And then I'm going to look stupid. And when somebody doesn't get healed, then that kind of shoots down your gospel. Um, Well, let me introduce you to the God who doesn't heal people. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot of fun. So, yeah, I mean, you have these thoughts going through your head like, you know, what if they don't get healed? What if they... You know, think I'm an attacker, and they're going to smack me with their purse, or what if they call this <laughs> store yeah, security on me? That's an issue that you could talk about. Is um, when you're a, a male, um, you're a man going out there by yourself. Uh, it's harder, I think, to be welcomed into someone's space, especially if it's a woman you're approaching, and oh, yeah. you know she might be a little Defensive. concerned and not knowing what you're up to. And, and even if you go in a group, you shouldn't have too big of a group because that can be intimidating to people as well. Yeah, but if you're a married couple and... Um, yeah, that seems to be a good formula. Yeah, if you're a guy and you have a woman with you, you're seen as a more of a safe person, I think, mm-hmm. than if you're, you're just some single guy who's out there talking to strangers, strange women, and they're wondering, hmm... Wonder what your real motives are, and you're thinking, I just want to get you healed, and they're thinking, No, you just want to get in my apartment. <laughs> or you could so, take a dog with you, or a child. Right. That would make you more approachable yeah. too. Bar- borrow one of your nieces or nephews and take them with you. <laughs> Probably makes you safer. But um, there is the uh, question of public perception of how do people perceive us when we're out here doing this stuff. You know. At the end of the day, it comes down to taking some risks. What I've found is uh, that as I step out and as I get out of my comfort zone and as I 
stare fear down in the face and say, look, fear, I'm not going to give in to you this time. I am going to lay hands on that person and dang it, they're going to get healed. As you develop a little more inner boldness and a little more faith and, and trust that God is actually going to heal that person when you get your hands on them, it makes things a little bit easier. It makes it easier for me when I think back about, and here's what I was telling Shannon. Once you have um, a few testimonies where you've actually seen God heal uh, a shoulder problem or back pain or heal a few migraine headaches or whatever, um, it makes it a little easier because then you can look back and go, oh, wait a minute, God healed this person. Oh, and he healed that one too. And, oh, you know, he healed another person too. You start to think, okay, well, I got a little bit of a track record going here with God, and I have reason to believe he's going to heal the next person. And that's the place I come from. I, I, when I'm approaching healing of strangers, I always think back on the people that I've already seen healed, and I think, God's going to do it again. And you often tell them the story of the people who were healed. You give a, test, a few testimonies first. Well, of course I And do. prepare the person <clears throat> yeah. for their own healing, right. which is good. Because if you're some random stranger, weirdo, on the street who just, you know, wants to, you know, get your hands on somebody, that's one thing. But if you walk up to them and say, you know, um, I come to this store a lot and I've seen five people healed here in the last three months. And, you know, even better if you have, like, a store employee, a checkout you know, mm-hmm. person who said, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that person get healed of carpal tunnel last week. This guy's legit. He's not, he's not like, if you have the ability to share a few testimonies, uh, a few stories with the people about what you've seen happen already, it increases their faith and their trust in you, their faith that maybe God actually does want to heal people. And I use that a lot. Once you have a few testimonies of people that have been healed, it does uh, help as an icebreaker to open up the conversation, get people to trust you a little bit more, and maybe trust God a little bit more. And I know for me, when I share a few testimonies, it kind of just jacks up my faith a little bit, you know, in the immediate context of healing. When I think back, oh, yeah, I remember the time that God did this and he did that. And then I just think, man, if you let me lay hands on you, God is definitely going to heal you. So part of, um, I don't want to say you psych yourself up, but in a way you are having this internal conversation with yourself where fear is trying to tell you this isn't going to work, or they're going to say no. And the Holy Spirit is saying, don't listen to that voice. Just go for it. You know, we'll, we'll get this done. So, Well, and if you don't have any testimonies yet, the other... You can make some up. Yeah, make some up. <laughs> say, my friend, no, probably not. Frank Medic, heals people. And, <laughs> yeah, I know, um, this, I know this guy in Phoenix who has healed a bunch of people. Well, you can also say that you're learning Yes, um, that's a good You can story. approach someone and say, I am being taught how to do this, and yeah. I need people to practice on. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're my guinea pig. So what do you say, you give me a shot, and let's see if we can get that shoulder healed. There are a lot of different ways you can approach this. You know, in the final analysis, no one's going to get healed if you don't step out, if you don't ask them if you can pray for them, and if you don't believe that God is going to heal them. And that's... You know, the the final part of the equation for me is I have learned that right before I pray, I just kind of reflect on what I've seen God do already. And I think to myself, man, I just know God is going to heal this person. And as I get that expectancy, 
And as I get the confidence in God, that's where the mojo happens, for me anyways. I know people get discouraged when they have prayed for a few people and haven't seen anything happen. Um, but you prayed for a bunch of people in the ambulance and just in passing and didn't know if they got healed. A lot of times you just don't even really know what happens 15 minutes later because you're gone right. and, or they're gone and um, you can't check on it. And I've had the ability to follow up on some people i prayed with um, days or weeks later and people who felt nothing at the time didn't notice any change actually ended up getting healed. And that's one of the things that most of us don't have an opportunity to do is to follow up. You would be surprised. Um, if you followed up with your people that you prayed for, you would truly be surprised at how many of them were actually healed, even though they felt nothing at the time you prayed for them. Um, so take courage in that. Mm -hmm. And I just had a, I got a text from a friend in Pennsylvania, and she said, I want you and your husband to pray over me and an impartation of healing. And she said, I've prayed for some people, but nothing has happened. Really? And I said... You didn't tell me about that. No, I didn't yet tell you about it, but... I guess um, you're telling me now. I I think, I believe, you know, we don't really believe in this, in that you need an impartation. And I told her that no. in the text. I texted yeah. back and said, you already have everything you need to do this. Yeah. And she said, yeah, I know. And God has told me I'm going to be doing it. Do you remember the guy in Australia who asked me if I could impart something to him? The young guy? When we were teaching that one night at Dara? I don't remember yeah. that. Um, Peter and I and a couple of the guys were outside by the van. We were going out on the street vans doing ministry to the homeless. And uh, after I had given a message to the gang, a short message about healing, this young guy comes up to me and says, can you lay hands on me and and give me like an impartation for healing because I really want to see miracles and I really want to see healing happen. And I said, look, mate, because I was in Australia. So I can mm -hmm. say, uh, I said, look, I would love to be able to tell you that me laying hands on you is going to impart something to you that you don't have right now. But the fact is, you have the Holy Spirit in you. And you, that's all you need, really. I mean, Jesus already gave you authority. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you. Same Holy Spirit is in you that's in me. Like, I don't have any gift that you don't have. I said, I have nothing really to give you. Um, you already have what you need. And I said, if you're looking for a shortcut to healing, there isn't one. You know, what you don't want to do is you don't want to go through the 30 or 40 or 50 people that you, you pray for. Or 200. Or 200 who don't get healed. You want the shortcut to, boom, I want to get people healed right away. Well, we all do. But if you start out from a position of skepticism and doubt, you're going to have to pray for a lot of people to get healed. If you start out from a position of faith and believing in God, you're probably going to see miracles right away. And that's that was Matt Evans, his story. You know, I do talk a lot about how Pete Cabrera and Todd White and myself and other people have prayed for hundreds of people, didn't see anyone healed. And I don't want people to think that you have to go through two or three or 500 people to get see healing. You don't. It depends on where you start at. You know, Todd White and Pete Cabrera were drug addicts, and they were full of doubt and skepticism. And I was an atheist. So we had to have our minds renewed to the truth. But Matt, when he started doing it, he was young, and he had just come out of Bethel, and he'd been a Christian you know, his whole life. 
So he didn't have that skepticism and doubt that the rest mm -hmm. of us had, and he started seeing miracles right away. So don't feel like you have to go through two or three or four hundred people before you start seeing miracles. You don't. It just depends on your level of faith and where you're at when you start out. Well, folks, that is our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for dropping by. If you're new to the podcast and you haven't been to my website, you might drop by and check out the articles I have there. If you have any questions or comments about the show, you can contact me at admin at prayingmedic.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at prayingmedic.com. You can also contact me on Facebook and Twitter. I'd like to thank you again for dropping by. I hope you enjoyed the show.